0: Welcome to an American Family Radio New Year special. No matter what happens in the New Year, God's Got This with Dr. Ray Pritchard. Ray is a frequent co-host of Today's Issues and President of Keep Believing Ministries. Now, here's Ray. Happy New Year. We're glad you're listening to AFR today. After a year full of surprises, we all wonder what will happen in 2021. If the last 12 months is any guide. The answer is, anything could happen. A few recent headlines tell the story. We're on the cusp of an economic catastrophe. Most daunting virus in half century. 2020 election nightmare. Shoppers throw punches over toilet paper. The coronavirus pandemic reminds us we are not in charge and we are more vulnerable than we dreamed. No one imagined a global shutdown. But here we are. No wonder people are hoarding toilet paper. No wonder we can't sleep. No wonder we feel shaky. No one knows what tomorrow will bring. As we venture forth into a new year, we need to focus on the promises God has made. Here are three truths that ought to encourage us. Number one, don't worry about tomorrow because God is already there. We received a note from our friend, Greg Hatterberg at Dallas Seminary. As he prayed for us, he felt the Lord saying to him, don't worry, I've got this. That simple statement brought huge comfort to my heart. We all need to remember that no matter what happens in the year to come, God's got this. Number two, God promises to be with you no matter what happens to you. This is true today and tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and all the days after that. You cannot outlive God's mercy. We come and go, but His mercy endures forever. Number three, God has you on His heart at this very moment. He will not forget you because He cannot forget you. To all our fears, the Lord simply says, I am with you always. That brings me to our text for today. This is Hebrews 13 verse 5. He has said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. God knew we would doubt this promise, so he wrapped it in five negatives. Twice he repeats two Greek words that mean no. Then he adds another word that also means no. It's hard to bring out the proper emphasis in English. It's as if God is saying, I will never Never, never, never leave you or forsake you. Absolutely not. This verse, from How Firm a Foundation, catches the meaning. The soul that on Jesus hath leaned for repose. I will not, I will not, desert to its foes. That soul, though all hell, should endeavor to shake. I'll never, no never, no never forsake. Let's look at four examples where God said to someone, I am with you. Number one, to Jacob the cheater. These are the words the Lord spoke to Jacob when he was running away from his problems. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. Genesis twenty-eight fifteen. It had been two days since he left home. Esau seething in the background, Rebecca weeping, and Isaac waving goodbye. He runs because he stole the inheritance from his brother Esau and then deceived his father into giving him a blessing meant for his brother. That double deceit destroyed his family and enraged his brother who wanted to kill him. His family fractured. Jacob runs for his life. That night, with a stone for a pillow, Sleeping in the wilderness under the starry sky, he dreams of angels coming and going on a ladder that stretched from earth to heaven. Until this moment, God has never spoken to Jacob directly. To his grandfather Abraham, yes. To his father Isaac, yes. To Jacob, no. God now speaks to Jacob at the moment of his desperation. All that has happened is prologue. God worked through his deception and trickery to bring him to this precise moment in life. C.S. Lewis said pain is God's megaphone to rouse a sleeping world. The Lord whispers in our pleasure, but he shouts in our pain. Now at last, Jacob is ready to listen to the Lord. When the painful truth finally catches up with Jacob, he has nowhere to go. Why did he cheat? Perhaps he reasoned this way. If God were here, I wouldn't have to do things this way. But God's not here, so I've got to take care of myself. Here is God's message. Jacob, I'm nearer to you than you think. I was with you when you tricked Esau and when you deceived your father. I am with you when you are running for your life. Everywhere you go, I will go with you. At this moment, Jacob feels guilty about his past fearful of the future and uncertain in the present. To all of that, God simply says, I will be with you. It's a total solution to guilt, fear, and anxiety. We all need to learn there is no place we can go where God is not already there. Example number two, to Israel, the terrified, the scene shifts to the Jews as they gather on the eastern side of the Jordan River Moses is now an old man and about to die. Knowing the enemies his people would face as they enter Canaan, he gives this amazing promise in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them, for the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. When Moses says, don't be terrified or afraid of them, he's talking about the pagan nations surrounding the Jews. The list includes the Hivites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Edomites, the Moabites, the Jebusites, the Perizzites, and the Philistines. That's a daunting list of bad guys. For the moment, let's focus on what the Jews had to do first. They must cross the Jordan River. But what's on the other side? The Promised Land and the enemy. But that is not unusual. When Paul wrote his first letter to the Corinthians, he offered this comment on the situation in Ephesus. A great door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many who oppose me. 1 Corinthians 16, nine. That's always the case, isn't it? Opportunities and enemies often go together. One man put it this way, the door of opportunity swings on the hinges of opposition. I recently read a book about Winston Churchill called The Splendid and the Vile. It chronicles his first year as Prime Minister. Back then, in those early difficult days, the Nazis seemed unstoppable and the eventual destruction of England seemed inevitable. Hitler so far was undefeated as his armies rolled across Europe. In his first speech as Prime Minister, Churchill spoke with brutal honesty. I have nothing to offer but blood, toils, tears and sweat the following years prove the truth of his words the jews you see faced a math problem if you stacked up the armies there were way too many bad guys for them to fight they were doomed to defeat but the question is always who is on your side if god is with you you can't lose it's as simple as that yes there will be blood toil tears and sweat But when you fight with God on your side, you cannot lose. That's the message to God's people. Example number three, to Joshua the fearful. Now we run the clock forward a few weeks. Moses is dead and Joshua now leads the people of Israel. They still must cross the Jordan River and begin the long series of battles that would take seven years to complete. The question has become very personal, is Joshua up to the challenge here is god's promise to him no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live i will be with you just as i was with moses i will not leave you or abandon you joshua 1 5. as you think about this stupendous promise don't overlook one little phrase as i was with moses joshua knew all about moses because he had been his right hand man for many years Moses stood before Pharaoh and said let my people go When Pharaoh said no Moses repeated those words God then hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not show mercy then the plagues came down boils and frogs and darkness and hail and water turned to blood Pharaoh still would not relent finally one terrible night the death angel passed over the land taking the life of every firstborn son in Egypt. Only those with the blood of a lamb on the doorpost were spared. Only then did Pharaoh grudgingly relent. When the people of God were trapped at the Red Sea, Moses stretched out his staff and the waters parted. So they walked across on dry ground. Later, Moses went up Mount Sinai to talk to the Lord face to face. He came down with the 10 Commandments Written in stone by the finger of God. Miracle after miracle happened while Moses was alive. For 40 years, their shoes never wore out. For 40 years, they never ran out of food. For 40 years, they never lost a battle. Moses, what a man. I don't blame Joshua for feeling inadequate. How do you follow George Washington or Abraham Lincoln? How do you replace a legend? Will God be with Joshua? as he was with Moses, the answer is yes. Why? Because God said, I will never leave you. That's a wonderful promise. Most of us know the antiphonal chant that goes like this, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. That chant started in the churches of Nigeria. When I mentioned that in one of my sermons, A woman in Lagos, Nigeria, wrote me with an additional bit of information. It's true. We do say that in our churches, but we add a phrase. After we say that chant, everyone says in unison, I am a witness. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I am a witness. That's good. That's powerful. That's biblical. That's the deeper meaning of the promise God made to Joshua. It's not a promise of an easy road, unlimited victory, and no tears. God is saying, you've got to fight for the land I am giving you, but I will go with you as you go. Example number four, to Solomon the Timid. As King David grew older, he wanted to build a temple for the Lord in Jerusalem. But the Lord told him he couldn't build it because he was a man of blood. David accepted God's decree and called on his son Solomon to build the Lord's temple. Here is David's encouragement to his son in 1 Chronicles 29:20: 20. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He won't leave you or abandon you until all the work for the service of the Lord's house is finished. That's a heavy load to lay on a young man. Solomon was the wisest man on earth, but he followed the man after God's own heart. Joshua followed Moses, and that was hard enough, but Moses wasn't his father. It's hard to be the son of a famous man. David was a natural leader, a gifted poet, and a mighty warrior. He unified the tribes and inspired the nation. Without a doubt, he was the greatest king Israel ever had. How do you follow a man like that? We get a glimpse of the pressure Solomon faced when David asked the nation's leaders to support his son. Quote, My son Solomon, God has chosen him alone, is young and inexperienced. First Chronicles 29 verse one. The Hebrew word translated inexperienced can also mean tender or delicate or timid. Clearly, David wondered if his son was up to the task. I'd be timid too. I'd be fearful too. I'd be worried too. Who feels like you aren't enough? Who feels like you can't do it? Who feels like you were a fraud waiting to be discovered? This is God's word to you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will finish the work he called you to do. Everything God has for us is contained in these simple words, I will never leave you. Remember what God has done for you in the past. Has he brought you through deep waters, dark nights, and bitter tears? If he did not leave you then, why would he leave you now? Think of all the prayers God has answered, will all that be wasted? God never starts anything, he does not finish. I remember landing in an African country and noticing a long stretch of unfinished buildings. Those brick and steel skeletons meant the government started them but ran out of money. That never happens with God. What he starts, he finishes. That's true of you and me. He has not brought us this far to leave us now. God's honor depends on Him finishing the good work He began in us. Hold on to this truth. God will never let you go. Let me remind you one more time of the teaching of Hebrews 13.5. It contains five negatives that guarantee our salvation. As the songwriter said, that soul Though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. You are never alone. You are never abandoned. You are never on your own. What should we take away from all this? If like Jacob, you are guilty, take heart. God will never leave you. If like Israel, you are terrified, take heart. God will never leave you. If like Joshua, you feel unqualified, take heart. God will never leave you. If like Solomon, you are timid, take heart. God will never leave you. Think about it this way. He's not only with you now, he's way up the road ahead of you. He is the God who goes before his people. While I'm living in Tuesday, he's clearing the road for me on Friday. That's what Proverbs 3.6 means when it says, He will make your paths straight. Or to say it another way, God is already at work, providing solutions for problems I don't even know I have yet. That's a mind blowing truth. Are you worried about next week? Forget it, he's already there. What about that doctor's appointment? Sleep well, he's already there. What about that tough decision? Fear not, he's already there. It would be enough if God walked with us through the events of life, but he does much more than that. He is at work in the future while we live in the present. I passed over one part of Jacob's story so I could mention it now. When Jacob awoke from his dream, he exclaimed, "'Surely the Lord is in this place,' and I did not know it." Genesis 28, 16. How typical of us. We think the Lord has forgotten us but we are the ones who have forgotten him. Our God was with us yesterday, he is with us today, and he will be with us tomorrow. That's what it means to say, I will never leave you. Many of us need this truth as we stand on the brink of a new year. I know I do. Where is God when we need him? He's where he's always been, but we didn't know it. You can run away from God to the other side of the earth when you get off the plane he will meet you at baggage claim not everyone meets god in a church service you're more likely to meet god on the bed of affliction or when you lose your job or when your children are sick or when your friends betray you or when your marriage collapses you're more likely to meet him after the accident than during the coffee hour on sunday morning often we don't pay attention to the lord until tragedy strikes Then we look up to heaven and say, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. That brings us back to the great promise. You are never alone. Let me tell you how I learned this. Soon after graduating from seminary, my wife and I moved to Southern California where I became the pastor of a small church in suburban Los Angeles. In the beginning, my wife played the piano while I led the music and preached the sermon. I also helped teach a class of fifth and sixth grade boys. One weekend we took the boys to a retreat at a camp in the mountains above San Bernardino. I have forgotten everything about that retreat except for this. The speaker wanted to impress on the youngsters that God would never leave them. He told us to hold up our right hands and starting with the thumb, he had us repeat this phrase, touching a different finger with each word, I will. Never leave you. Try that right now. Hold up your right hand and touch your fingers as you say, I will never leave you. How powerful is that simple exercise? It's been 40 years and I still remember it. I came to Christ over 50 years ago. Though I have often failed the Lord, He has never failed me. When I have stumbled, The Lord has picked me up. Never once has He failed to keep His promises to me. After a half century of walking with Christ, I can affirm with my life what the Bible says. I am not alone and neither are you if you know the Lord. When Jesus died on the cross, He paid the price so you could be forgiven. He's the only Savior you will ever need. Come to Him, believe in Him, run to the cross. If you trust in Jesus, he will never leave you, not in this world or the one to come. He will walk with you on your journey. He will stay by your side as you take your last breath, and he will welcome you into your eternal home. To those of you who may be worried about the new year, let me remind you that our God reigns. He knew about the pandemic. He knew about the unrest. He even knew about the presidential election. Our God reigns. No matter what happens next year to you and me, our God reigns. He's in charge, he's in control, he knows what he's doing and he is doing it. Rest in that thought. I began by talking about the frightening conditions we see all around us. Our world is in crisis and no one knows what tomorrow will bring. The COVID-19 pandemic has taught us that we are more vulnerable than we thought. Our leaders cannot save us, and we cannot save ourselves. At the start of the pandemic, a young mother wrote me saying she felt unprepared for what lies ahead. Most of us feel the same way, but if hard days are coming, we won't have to walk through them alone. We have God's Word, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Body of Christ, and we have the Word of the Lord who said, I will never leave you. The virus can do many deadly things, but it cannot separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's Word gives us an anchor that can hold us when the waves of trouble rise on every side. Build your life on this truth. God has said, wherever you go, I will go with you. That leads me to this simple conclusion. Christians ought to be the calmest people on earth because we know the Lord, and He holds the future in His hands. He was with us yesterday. He is with us today. He will be with us tomorrow. In that confidence, we march forward with faith in our hearts, with a song in our lips, and with the joy of the Lord as our strength. Don't despair, and don't give in to fear. We were made for times like these. Chin up, child of God, stop staring in the soup. No matter what happens in 2021, you are never alone. I close with the words of an old chorus. Cheer up, ye saints of God. There's nothing to worry about. Nothing to make you feel afraid. Nothing to make you doubt. Remember, Jesus never fails. So why not trust him and shout. You'll be sorry you worried at all tomorrow morning. On that note, I wish all our listeners many blessings in 2021 and a very happy new year. You've been listening to an AFR new year special. No matter what happens in the new year, God's got this with Dr. Ray Pritchard, president of Keep Believing Ministries. If you'd like to learn more about that ministry or hear this show again, visit keepbelieving.com and happy new year from American Family Radio.